We are The Table, and we are so glad that you have taken time out of your week to join us. Here at The Table, it is our hope to move you forward in life and faith over the course of this message. At The Table, we do things just a bit differently. We pose questions in real time, and we want to give you some time to wrestle with those questions as well. Again, thanks for joining us, and we hope that this message moves you forward. Hey, good morning, church. Hey, do you believe that today? Do you believe that? That there's nothing but the blood of Jesus that sets you free. That is something to celebrate today. And here at the table, we like to party. So can I get some round of applause for Jesus who created you, your creator, the God of the universe, who designed you, who gives you purpose in life? Can you give it up for him today? Thank you. Hey. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Belt it out. He deserves it. Hey, church, it is so good to be with you today. We are having the best summer ever. You have heard from Mario Flores about the kingdom of God. And you're going to hear from me. And then you're going to hear from some amazing friends of mine coming in the next few weeks. And so I just want to invite you to have an open heart and a mind my friends. They are amazing people and they have a message for you. And shortly enough, we will have a lead pastor. So it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, Hey, would you pray with me before we get started? Hey God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for how big you are. God, I thank you that you love us. That you sent your son to die on the cross so that we could experience the ultimate freedom that you give us. And so God, today I just pray that you would speak through me, that these would be your words and not mine, that hearts and minds would be open to your spirit, and the message that you want to convey today um, would be heard. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, so you're already standing, which is fantastic, because I'm going to read some scripture over your life. And this book is alive. It is living, because when you read it, Um, it molds you and shapes you every time you read it. And so there's power in the words that I'm going to read over your life today. But the main point that I want you to remember and come back to this entire time is be all in 110. Be all in 110. And I'm going to read this story for you. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 3, 1 through 12. So it's kind of a big chunk. So hang in there. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law and the priest, hello, sorry, struggling to read today, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side in the wilderness, and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it didn't burn. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. 
When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look at the bush, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Is that your response to God? Is that your posture? Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land and into a good and spacious land flowing with milk and honey. Do you believe that God wants to do that in your life today? Do you believe that? Like, he wants to come into your life and make it overflow. More love, more compassion, more grace, more patience, all of it. The home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, some word I don't know, another word I don't know. Anyway, uh, and the cry of the Israelites has reached me. I have now seen the way the people of Israel, what am I saying? I don't even know. I probably shouldn't read it out of here. I can't see anything. Now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way that the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. I'm sorry, maybe you didn't hear me. He said, I will be with you. You're not going to be alone. You're not going to have to do this life by yourself. And this will be the sign to you that it is I am who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Y'all can have a seat. You see, this is funny because the last few months, I've read this story over and over and over. And it's one of my favorite stories. It's a little weird. Like if I saw a burning bush, I'm not sure I would go over it to it. But whatever. Moses can do Moses, and I'll do Katie. Um, but I love this story because it reveals the character and the nature of who God is. Like, we get to see who God is based on literally just this one passage. He literally says, I have indeed seen you. Okay, so, so we know God sees us. I have heard you, he hears us, and I am concerned. God is in the details of everything. And then he goes a step further. I have come down to rescue you. He intervenes. He's with us. We're not alone in it. And, and, 
where he wants to take us is a land that is full, that is good, and it's flowing, and it's the life that he has designed us for. And so that is why I love this story. And life is hard sometimes, you know? It throws you some curveballs. Um, but God's goodness doesn't run out. Like, when he says those things, those aren't empty promises. He's not another human being. He's God. When another person makes a promise to you and they break it, that's done. Like, that's it. And so when we learn about who God is and the promises that he makes to us, um, we need to trust that because he's God. And for my own life, um, this story has drastically shifted my perspective in how I live my everyday life. And there's a piece in here that I want to touch on, um, and it is, for the place that you are standing is holy ground. That piece of scripture right there. So when we know who God is, and we know that he does these things, he rescues us, he redeems us, he saves us, all of these things, um, but that we get to participate in it. And so I, um, a few months ago, was struggling a bit with um, my voice. Um, it was like every time I would get up to speak or preach something, um, I was consumed with anxiety and doubt. And I didn't want to even get up on the stage. Um, and so really, I was actually struggling with that. But then also, um, this is like four months ago when Brad was like, hey, I'm deucing. Be hope. Let's go. And I was like, okay, cool. So all of this is happening, right? It's, it's been a, a whirlwind lately. And um, Brad had connected me with another pastor who actually is in Ohio. And um, I was like, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I getting on a Zoom call with a random lady? I'm not quite sure. Um, but she's actually crushing it for the kingdom. She loves the Lord a lot. And I remember right before I got on the Zoom call, it's like loading, whatever. And I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Please don't cry, please don't cry, please don't cry. And she gets on and we start talking and she goes, so how are you? And I start sobbing uncontrollably. Words are not even coming out. And it was in that moment when she literally pulled out this story and she began to speak this over my life. And she said something that I will never forget. And she said something that is literally verbatim from the Bible. And it is where your feet are is holy ground. Every interaction, every relationship that you have in your life with your spouse, with your kids, with your coworkers, where your feet are is holy ground. God wants to bring 
heaven to earth through you. So where you are standing is holy ground. Who you are talking to is a conversation that heaven can literally rain down. Like you have the power to do that. And you have the power to do that because Jesus sent his son on the cross to die for you. And he sent the Holy Spirit. That same power that rose Jesus from the dead is literally, you have access to it. It's in you. And I think that we all struggle with this. I certainly do. I underestimate the power of God all the time. I don't think that me going to Target with, with the Young Life girl really means that much, but God uses that moment. I don't really think that becoming friends with baristas at a Starbucks means that much, but it does. Because the power of God can literally change somebody's forever. And my hope is that he's changed your forever. And if he hasn't, he should. And I think that we all struggle with this just a bit because the posture of our heart. You see, Moses' response to God was an excuse. It's our posture that's the problem. When we... When God asks us to do something, if our immediate response is an excuse, oh, I'm not good enough, I don't have the answers, I'm not wise enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, I, I, I just, I, 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 I. You get it? I. You can't do it. In your own strength, you cannot do it. It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. Like, you cannot do it. You cannot achieve what you want to achieve on your own. It's your relationship with Jesus. It's your heart aligned with him. It is you knowing your purpose and your calling that he has placed on your life. The reason I was struggling with my voice is because I had been listening to all the wrong voices. I'm not listening to my creator. I'm not listening to the one who knows me the best, who has placed the calling on my life, who has placed the purpose on my life, who gives me exactly what I need, the wisdom, the guidance, the clarity, all of it. He's the only one. And we live in a world and a culture who is so I, I, I. I did this. I did that. I have this, I have that. Every moment that you have with people around you is literally holy ground. And the best part about it is what God says next. I will be with you. I will be with you. He is such a relational God. And yes, your relationship with Jesus is you and him, but it's also you and others. Because when God's working in you, he's working in the world around you. So that's why I say we have to be all in 110. 
often use this analogy with my students, and I think I've used it before, but it's literally you sitting across from Jesus and him asking you to do something, and you be like, yeah, I'm really not feeling it today. Sorry, no. Sorry, what? (laughs) The man who literally carried the cross for you, who died for you, who took the wrath of God for you, who was all in, 110 for you, and you look at him and say, sorry, not today. I, I, I'm not wise enough. I, I don't know the answers. I, I, I just don't know. But he created you, so he knows you the best, and he knows exactly what you're capable of, just like he knew what Moses was capable of. He also knew Moses' past. You see, the the chapter before this, Moses literally kills an Egyptian. Talk about some crazy stuff. Fear, guilt, shame, you name it, Moses felt it. How many of you have experienced it? Fear, guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, all of the things. Divorce, addiction, whatever you've experienced, it doesn't define you. Jesus actually wants to use it to change somebody else's life. And church, can I be honest with you today? Um, I am terrified. I have driven through um, Juliet the last, like, two weeks, and I'm just sobbing. Okay, Juliet Juliet is not that beautiful, I'm going to be honest. Like, it doesn't deserve my tears like that, but, like, I literally love this place. Like, I I love this city. And I'm terrified. And as I've read this story over and over and over again, I didn't even realize that this has actually been my prayer for the last year and a half. You see, I actually have been praying, Lord, here I am. Here I am. You can have it all. I surrender it all to you. My life, my choices, my decisions, I give it all back to you. So really, in reality, I prayed for this, but I, didn't, I wasn't praying for this. You know? <laughs> Funny how that works. God has a sense of humor sometimes. And so, I remember as I got off that Zoom call four months ago, being like, okay, I'm all in 110. I'm going to show up and I'm going to be present so that I don't miss anything. I want to give Jesus my all because he gives me my, like, he gives me his all. And so I didn't really realize the power of that. There I go again, underestimating the power of God. And the fact that he is with us changes everything. I have had an opportunity recently to see um, the impact that God has made in this community um, just by saying yes and being obedient. And it is so humbling (laughs) I'm not sure how to, like, process it all. Um, 
And um, sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. I'm a little all over the place this morning. Um, when Jesus moves in your life, he's going to ask you to do some hard things. And when you begin to say yes to Jesus, your life is an adventure. And I'm trusting and resting in his goodness and knowing that he is with me this entire time. But I also know that I'm not in it alone and he is with me, but I am able to make an impact. And so as I was walking the other day with Jesus, um, I was like, what in the world are we going to talk about? What do you want to talk about, Jesus? I don't, I'm scared. Um, and I got this visual, and I have a picture of it. It's a, it's a raindrop. Um, it's a tattoo. I'm probably going to get it. Sorry, Dad. Uh, I, I want a lot of tattoos, so. Um, and it's a raindrop with ripples around it. And I got this visual while I was on my, on my walk with the Lord. And I was like, what in the world? I don't understand. What does that mean? Um, and as I began to sit with that over the next few days in my quiet time with the Lord and continuously literally reading this exact story, um, I realized that each drop of water is a step of obedience. And with each step of obedience that you make, it creates a ripple effect. You see, your response to God matters. It shouldn't be an excuse. You have nothing to fear. Because that step of obedience actually affects the world around you. It affects your children. It affects your family. It affects your job. It affects your high school. It affects everything. And when you align your heart with Jesus and you begin to pray the prayer of, here I am, God wants to do something with that. God doesn't make mistakes. And I just want to encourage you to step into it, to walk in obedience. And one of my favorite things here at the table that I will probably take with me forever until I die and I'm old and gray is our discipleship. One-on-one -on -one discipleship. Friends, that's literally how the church was formed. Yes, Jesus preached to the masses, but he also poured into 12 men individually, one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm not saying that this book is as powerful as the Bible. You see how much I use this thing? Literally, it is falling apart. But this is the ripple effect. Spending time with girls one-on-one -on -one and watching them understand who God has created and called them to be, that's what it's about. 
It's speaking that truth and that life of what this book says into their life, to helping them discover the spiritual disciplines and the rhythms and the practices of how they can now grow and they can take a step of obedience and more ripples happen. I created this chart because I want the table to understand how important this is. This is how the church is formed. It's you not making an excuse, but agreeing to pour into somebody else. It's you understanding the power that God has given you, that it's not just you, it's God. It's literally not you, it's God. And so I want to challenge you to step into obedience because these are stories, but they're lives. They're lives who have encountered Jesus, and Jesus is literally changing them right before our eyes. Peyton Marshall came here. You know why she came here? She needed volunteer hours. Did she want to know about Jesus? Probably not. Did she learn about Jesus? Yes, she did. Now Peyton is in college. She was baptized here at the table, stood before all of you and said, I want to follow Jesus. I made this decision. She's at college. I just filled out a recommendation for her to get an internship at a hospital. One step of obedience. She is now making ripples in Indiana. Then you have, um, who else is up here? Bethany. Beautiful. Came up here, gave the announcements. First Sunday doing it. Congrats, girl. So proud of you. That was good. Um, Bethany, inviting friends. Just got home from Spain. Experienced Jesus in another country. And is on fire for Jesus. Maddie Brimberry, mentored by Bianca. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. A high schooler mentored another high schooler in faith. In her relationship with Jesus, another high schooler sat down with another high schooler and said, hey, Jesus has done something in my life and he wants to do something in your life. One-on-one discipleship, friends. This is how, this is how the church is made. Maddie goes and serves at a Young Life camp for a month, changes her life, literally watching kids, other high schoolers, hear the gospel for the first time. Do you see how God uses everything? Nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. Not a conversation that you have, not a mundane task that you are doing throughout your week. When you know who Jesus is in your life and you allow him and surrender your life to him, he's going to use you. And guess what? Somebody in this world needs to know your story because guess what? We all are going through stuff. We all need each other. That's community. That's the church. That is who God designed us to be. And we're going to mess up, and we're going to do silly things and say silly things because we're imperfect human beings. But God wants to stretch us and grow us and take us into a land that is flowing with milk and honey so that we can give more compassion, that we can love more, that we can give more grace, that we can literally watch Jesus change the lives that are right in front of us. I've underestimated the power of God, friends. And I don't want you to do that. And so 
before we move to communion, I want to read this scripture over your life just one more time. So now, go. I am sending you. So now go. I am sending you. You have skin in the game. This is a relationship. It's mutual between you and God. So when you begin to show up and be all in, 110, he's not going to waste it. At all. He's actually going to impact everyone around you. And you have something that doesn't just... Um, change someone's tomorrow or next month. No, no, no. You have the answer for their eternity. You literally have the answer for eternity. What? <laughs> like, you have that. And you have a role to play in the kingdom of God. And we're going to do something a little different this week. Um, I actually chose this song that the band is going to sing. Um, and it is, everyone is welcome at the table. Y'all know that. Y'all are good at welcoming everyone that we have in here. Um, but remember, the table is for you, but it's also for those who are not here yet. And so I want to invite you as we sing this song together to actually listen to the words. Allow them to literally change your heart. Because that's what God wants to do today. And let this be a reminder to you that you have a mission. The table has a mission. And every decision that we make is filtered through that. But you also have a mission. You have a story that God wants to use to impact those around you. To make a ripple effect. And God is so powerful. He is so powerful. He can use just about anything. And so I want to invite you to step into that mission. Be all in because where your feet are is holy ground. Thank you, Table, for allowing me to grow and to serve here. I appreciate it. Students, I love you so much. I love you all so much. Thank you. message challenged you and moved you forward personally or in faith we encourage you to share it with someone who needs a message of hope today and if you're interested or looking for ways to partner with us in our mission here at the table head on over to thetablejoliet.org for more information